Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to jump into the fourth installment of the fourth, fourth part of our uh, beloved Bronwyn story arc. Uh, in our last session, uh, we had spent the day in Deva. Uh, Macrion actually beat Malachi in wrestling, which was uh, quite a shock for everybody concerned. <laughs> Uh, Regina and Malachi went to uh, a bar there and found out that there was a troop of actors that were traveling about. Not not super interesting in and of itself, but we'll circle back around to that. Malachi also found out or, or wound up in a dice game uh, and found out from some of the soldiers there that uh, while they were patrolling outside the town near the woods, some people came out, you know, carrying out their dead, buried them outside there. Uh, they got the feeling that they were hunters or trappers. Maybe they looked, you know, as if maybe they were from north of the wall. Uh, another soldier told a story about uh, degenerate snake people, if you could believe that. That's that's crazy. That could never happen. Uh, we headed out north towards the forest. And as we were heading out, it was fairly early in the afternoon. Uh, we actually ran into those troop of uh, of performers uh, wound up staying for a drink, had dinner. They put on a uh, a really nice performance. Uh, we posted watches. We we stayed with them for the evening because it was too late to travel through the woods. They were and they were Jago and Philomena. Jago and Philomena. Philomela. Philomela. And even though we had set watches, to, you know, because of the strangers on the road, uh, they had disappeared in the morning, uh, left without a trace. Which was uh, so, impressive because they were traveling in a wagon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we wound our way through the woods, uh, found the Tanner's house, was challenged by uh, the son that was there, very large uh, teenager. Uh, but uh, Bronwyn was there, said that she was unwilling slash unable to return. Uh, her place was in the woods. Uh, she had uh, felt the pull of of the the change that she had undergone to stay and protect uh, the seal that was there to protect that sleeping god. She was also there because she needed to protect the children as their parents had been killed uh, in previous evenings in uh, fights with other were creatures who wanted to break the seal and I guess pretty much end everything turn everybody mad. I, it's fuzzy, but we decided that we would stay and help out with that. And uh, it's kind of where we left it off. Okay. So if memory serves, there seemed to be a general fear that uh, you four might not be a match for three trained hunters who may or may not be werebeasts of some kind, even with uh, Philomenic pledging to help you. Well, Philomena and, and the younger son, too, or the son, too, but I think... No, um, not Philomena, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. The, Bronwyn. Bronwyn. But, like, our, our concern, I think, is also that we realize that they probably need to stay intact to defend the forest. And right, so there was some concern, maybe you don't even want Bronwyn to fight. But then you were like, wow, we're really, we're, you know, we could really use another another person. Uh when suddenly <laughs> <laughs> all right the link has been sent yes i forgot to mention we have a, a special guest uh, appearing with us tonight 
I feel like we're waiting for the Kool-Aid man to crash through a wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're not far off the mark. It is Scott. <laughs> well, Scott would definitely be like, like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> so where, where are we right now? We're You are we're, at the, the farm. At the farm, yeah. Oh, at the Tanner's hut. Mm-hmm. And yes. we're sort of like kicking the sand, like hands in our tunic pockets. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was because we'd gotten up in the morning and went in. So it's, it's I'm assuming like mid afternoon, you know, mid morning sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so we have the day to plan, assuming that, you know, there'll be a, another potential incursion this right. evening. They are connecting. You'll have to let them in, Macrion. Yep. We had a drum roll sound effect. <laughs> I can add that later. <laughs> you do that. Problem solved. <laughs> hey, hey, how's it going? What's this, Danny? And uh, welcome to the game, Matt Wiseman of Shagath.net fame. Um, Matt, it, Matt, it's really funny because I told John that as a hint, he was one of the people we got drunk with at the at the at the tiki bar, and there were so many industry people getting drunk with us, they couldn't guess it was you. <laughs> they couldn't narrow it down far enough. <laughs> If, if it makes you feel any better, I have, as well I should, very little memory that night. So <laughs> I probably owe you money. <laughs> okay, so uh, Vadenis, we're going to say that you basically agreed to do this, fell asleep in a bed somewhere in Britannia, and you wake up in a hay bale, and as you come pushing through the hay bale, you're outside in a yard. You, it, the place smells like a tannery, and you see a group of people, and uh, obviously, you know, travelers, and a bunch of of dirty, you know, a, a bunch of kids that look like they've been through hell, and they're all siblings. They're all, you know, teenagers and, and younger, down to toddler, and a woman also dressed looking like she's been through hell who's obviously not their mother so why don't you describe yourself as he basically comes rolling out of a hay bale roll out of a hay bale sit straight up wait a hay hay bale right in front of us who is this person the the hay bale was there the whole time (laughs) um so just describe what your character looks like um very large larger than life as a matter of fact it's Beautiful hair, a large bushy beard. Seems to live off pure piss and vinegar. He gives you all the once over. So are you the ones Dano sent me about? Who are you? One of them one of them looks like a scholar. One of them looks like a huntress, probably Celtic or half Celtic. Two of them look like they're from the east. Um, like the Far East. And uh roll an in roll your insight. Yeah be i made it as a matter of fact um you catch the sight of a yarmulke on one of them would i know what the, the significance of that yes because she told you how to find him oh hmm i am pointing at Marquion, so you look like no fun but you have the small hat i was told of <laughs> oh, fun i can't <laughs> <sighs> 
actually, he's, he's actually a very physically fit scholar um, that he does a lot of wrestling and hiking. So he's atypical, but he's got the, the you know, the toga and the scrolls and all of that paraphernalia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a huntress right here. Come on, man. <laughs> no, Macrion, let the man speak. He clearly has a good eye for people. <laughs> you two should get along fine. I'm standing back watching this, keeping keeping one hand under underneath my cloak. So you did start by saying you must be the ones that uh, Danu tell Danu told me about. I kind of look at everyone and just like, who is Danu? Well, you can roll your occult. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Thirty out of. Out of twenty. Nope. Yep, I got a fifty-eight out of sixty. I got I got a six out of thirty-two, which is actually an extreme success. Nice. <laughs> um Danu is a mother goddess of a Celtic of Celtic mythology. Uh she's a river goddess, but she's also the goddess of nobility. And it is said that she is the mother goddess queen of the fairies. Fae fairies? Mm-hmm. Arminius will just kind of let out a little laugh at that. It <laughs> seems that uh, that our uh, run-in with the the pair has uh, paid some dividends, I suppose? Minimal. I guess, well, it's... Yeah, so those are a lot of scroll words, and I'm, I'm sure they're gray in scrolls, but in the meantime, there's adventures, they're not... You could call it that uh, danger, perhaps. Uh, were were you given yeah. any information? What's that? Were you given any information as to what uh, uh, anything other than just that you needed to find us? Well, come now, you 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 take me for some kind of fool. I was sent here because you were in dire need, and here I am. So tell me of your woes and this great adventure to be had. He he looks over to Bronwyn to to Caesar. Like, did did she know he was in the hay pile? Like, did she see surprise? I'm assuming he's a friend of yours, and I'm not really sure how he got there. But she says, "By by Danu, do you don't mean the queen of the she of the Turathidanen?" So, um, what does this fellow look like that stood up in front of us that we haven't actually clubbed to death just yet? Oh, he's a, a massive figure, I believe, in, in is it leather armor? Yeah. Um, uh, leather tunic, um, long flowing hair, beard. Um, think like Brian Bless me, Hercules. And, and most importantly, a massive double-handed spear. We okay, had one so of those. I just, I just made a spot hidden and an inside roll. Does he mean us harm, or can I take my hand away from my club? No, um, he seems to be uh, honest and transparent. He is um, direct, possibly, you know, direct to the point of being possibly blunt, but he is happy to be here and looking for a fight at your side, not with you. And he truly believes what he is saying when he says that the goddess Danu has sent him. 
It seems I, I, that God's continue to provide. Dorina, you were going to say something? I was going to walk over to you and ask, what did you do to send another Fey? I, I did I did not do anything. What did you say to them while you were up there? Why oh is someone Fey here? How, who can remember? It was, uh, it was uh, we had dinner. Uh, they showed uh-huh. me around. I, mm-hmm. Well, they betrayed us. Yes, continue. Ah, well, I mean, they they bore us gifts. While so. they oh oh gifts, yes, gifts. Uh, yes. Is there any mead perchance? To Bronwyn, I'm assuming. Yeah, she's Bronwyn. Says, um, we have some cider. Then I'll do in a pinch. Uh, do you pledge to do neither me or the children any harm on the head of Danu? Of course not. What's more, I will regale you with song. Did I ever tell you of the time I will I get, slew a I'll boar? I'll get cider, great warrior. <laughs> and, uh, she hustles the kids inside and brings back a a, Daniel, a jug of it was cider. A cold fall evening. The leaves are just beginning to fall. There I was, staring death right in the eye. He babbles on to a long and gross story. I want to roll for insight because I'm just way too suspicious right now. 41 out of 20. Nope. I know Jack. So that's when I said neck to neck with the great boar. And I said to him, one of us doesn't leave here today. And I, <laughs> ah, that my spear. So help me. Randy. Well, if you are a man of a, uh, you seem to fit the part, but it should be uh, easy work for you. Um, so uh, it, it seems uh, as if uh, there is a, um, well, a, a portal, perhaps a, a, a seal, a, a great barrier here that uh, that the that the family has protected for generations. Uh, we uh, we had come to inquire to to see what had happened and, and to find uh, Bronwyn. Um, uh, she has been um, afflicted. Uh, if you are familiar with the uh, Danu, then uh, you will know that things are not always as they seem to be. Uh, the family is uh, afflicted with uh, a form of lycanthropy. I hope that won't be a problem for you. I have yet to meet a beast I could not handle. So, I, but but not well, the case, they're that, they're that fine. Okay, uh, maybe point him towards the portal under the house. Maybe he can handle that beast then too. If he's so brave and tough. A porticus in the under the floorboards. You say she yeah. says the house stands above a a sacred portal, and we are its defenders, and we are under attack. If, if you have been sent to defend us, we need help uh, with our attackers. They have already Why killed the, the children's parents. Uh, Why didn't you say that in the first place? Who taught this man to talk? The torturers of Tantalus? Let me at them. Yes, I would so bad. You have to set up the premise to tell the story to he is lay the incredibly rambling, rambling and long-winded. Yes. <sighs> is there any more of that cider? Pass around the jug. Um, so, Malachi, you actually catch something. You're all assuming that the Fae 
were attracted to what was going on by something Macrion did. But the but Danu specifically sent him to find you. To find me? Yes. He goes, you must be the man with the hat she told me to find. Oh, I thought I didn't think you were saying to me. Okay. So is this, uh, would this woman possibly frequent bars, perhaps? Yeah, you, you originally met her in a bar. Possibly, but I wouldn't call her a wench if that's your implica- implication. No, no, no. A sorceress, perhaps, but not a wench. Hmm. Well, you will find I have very, very little use for sorcery. Oh. <laughs> Says the man who just stepped out of a hay bale. <laughs> well, then, so we have somebody to help us with our uh, dilemma here. So it would seem. So how do we find these werewolves? Herminius, you are our finder. If, if or you only know? you had an expert huntress and tracker. I would imagine that they're going to come here because this is what they're attracted to. So searching for them, I don't think would be the best plan. Um, yes, but do we do we really want uh, them to come into town and possibly have? It, it's one house uh, in the middle of a forest. It's there's no town. It's, oh, I thought we were. Oh, no, no, no you're we at the town. Ta- you're at the Tanner's place in the forest. Oh, that's right. And they're that's like right. hermits. The The family that's is very. But again, is it better to fight them here at the doorstep of the. Or or seek them out before they can get close? Because remember, you did, you were hoping not to get Bronwyn and the children in, involved in the battle. Yeah. But again, you could prepare the ground here and wait, but then you don't know how long that'll take. But um, Darina, you're pretty confident you know, if you know they're heading here, you should be able to pick up their trail. I mean, what's your tracking? Like 80? 70. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's. I mean, it's whatever you guys want to do. This is uh, Tannery, is it not? Yes, it is. Do you have any fresh opal? Meaning the gemstone. No. Opal. Oh, yeah. There's this place reeks. I mean, it's it's a tanner. So could we not perhaps upwind somewhere, create their large pile of opal in the ideal spot when the wolves come to Opal, as they always do, we make sure it works with them. And it'll be back in time for Mead. Yes! <laughs> Darina, you know that won't work because they're, they're intelligent and they have a purpose. They're not going to fall for some, they're not going to fall for something that, you know, base instinct would lure them into. I think I think there's two strategic reasons to stay close to the tanner. Here. One, uh, if we go somewhere else and we misjudge where they're coming from, they may move here without us being nearby to defend. And two, as a fallback, at least we could have Bronwyn possibly help defend as well without risking herself too much, hopefully. If we do decide to have the fight here... The one thing that I would suggest is we find a safe location for the children. The last thing that we would want is for one of them to be taken hostage, or even worse, taken as a meal. That will not happen so long as I am here. Uh, Bronwyn, um, have they attacked here during the day at all, or have they only come under cover of darkness? They've never gotten this far. Um, From what I've I, their father was dead by the time I got here, but 
they said that their mother had been patrolling and picked them up in the forest and attacked them before they got close to the farm. Um, in our, I was about to say true, in our other form, we have a very good sense of smell and we're able to track the intruders as soon as they entered the forest. Did she say that they were in a certain area particularly, or did they also move around? She was dying when I got here. She was too sick to talk. Indeed. Um, so I, I couldn't tell you. If you transformed, would you be able to point us in a direction? Do you believe that you'd be able to pick them up from here? I could try. At which point the youngest, uh, who's 15, so he's already a man, but, you know, he's 15. Uh, he says that she should stay and he should lead you to the to the creatures. He says that way, if they get past us, you know, she'll be here to defend the children uh, and I can help you in the battle. I don't suggest that we go very far, um, but it may help to... <laughs> patrol the area just around to see if maybe we can catch them unawares. She says, he says, um, fine. Uh, I can, I'll lead you, um, a couple, uh, I won't go further than a lead of uh, further than two leagues from the house. I'll at least set you on the right path. And unlike Bronwyn, who means well, I've lived like this my whole life. I don't need to change to, uh, access my scent, my, you know, my abilities. So I'll be able to track without changing. He looks the rest of the group for affirmation if that's what we want to do or if we want to stay here. I'm okay with moving away, but not too far out that if something were to happen to the children, we'd still be able to get to them. When battle commences, if you wish, I will transform and with all haste return to the homestead. What would you have of me? Be prepared to fight. The young man looks at you and he says, great warrior, if you have been sent to the god, by the goddess to save us, um, I would have you slay the creatures who slayed both my mother and father. Consider them dead. He says, but take care. Do you know what you're fighting? He says, if their blood gets on you on an open cut, if you are bitten, you could be cursed. I take four steps away from him, pull up a long spear, spin it, and the instrument of his nose. That's why you don't get close enough to get bled on. He smiles and he says, well, <sighs> welcome. Uh, thank you for, for agreeing to help us. I'm ready to leave whenever you are. Are we ready then? Well, we need to make sure that children are somewhere first. She, there's a root cellar in uh, one of the outer buildings. Their, um, their kitchen, where they do some baking and cooking, is actually in another building than where they sleep. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like a smokehouse kitchen and okay. root cellar. Um, so she says that she can, if if alarm is sounded, she will put the children in the root cellar and cover it with, you know, a carpet. Okay. And she gives uh, the boy, uh, Carvillis, a war horn. And she says, sound the alarm when battle commences and I'll get the children 
to safety. So what I I don't know how long ago was the fight with the mother? About three days ago. Would I still be able to pick up those tracks? Yeah, probably with one penalty dice. Okay. But we don't know exactly where they met. Right, but you're not looking for the old tracks because he's going to scent lead you within the area where they are. So you wouldn't mm-hmm. even have a penalty dice. He'll get you close and then you'll have to roll. Okay, fine. Okay, um, is that what you wish to do? I think so. Okay, he starts moving and he'll basically run for like 100 yards and then stop and then pace in a circle, like sniffing the air and, you know, going low to the ground and then run for 100 yards in a slightly different direction. Um, And he does this for about an hour um, and he's crisscrossing through the woods. Time for dice. <laughs> Are we sure we trust him? We seem to be running around in circles. I was going to ask, can I make a natural world world dice? Yes. Roll dice. Uh, I I just lean in and say, uh, we have not known the boy for long, but uh, his family has been here for generations. I believe uh, we can trust him. It's a, a hard success. Plus, I believe he has a nose for this sort of thing. Um. When you think about if the, if this trail is true, the 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 force coming into the forest, it's a search pattern. It's a spiral search pattern where they're kind of moving in a crisscross, crisscross. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's following their path as they try and find the seal. Okay. So it's not a steady path because they're you know they're running a search pattern they're not they don't know exactly where they're going and he gets to the point where he says they're close he says they're they're very close which way he says they were here maybe an hour ago um you said to stop when i got close i just Indeed. made it tracking with 70 um you find tracks maybe an hour old and they're leading in the direction of the of they're actually heading in the right direction Wolf or human or both? Um, at this point, they're in they're human tracks. I got uh, I got track. All, I rolled my track successfully. Also, uh, are they heading in the right direction or are they heading towards the house? They're heading towards the tannery. Okay, so we um, missed. They're that. probably about a league away at that point. So, oh God, so they're already like halfway back to. The- yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty close. Starting to run. Yeah, get get back yeah. to the house. Let let Bronwyn know. I think we need to blow that horn. He says, "Should I? It will let them know where where we are, and we are close. It'll it'll maybe if anything, it'll deter them and d- distract them back this way. Yeah, a little bit of time to catch up to them. At the very least, we know where they are, and if we can pull them in this direction, give Brown give uh, them enough time to." We gotta move. Batten down the hatches. He says, "I'll blow the horn and then give the horn to you. Um, blow it twice when you've dealt with them. I'm not gonna run directly back to the farm in case I lead them to it. I'm not. I'm not going back to the house until you know. I'm gonna run in another direction. Well, they're heading towards Smut the house boy. right now. So your go that your way desires too. to have them here, though. Yes. Yes. 
But their their desire is to head to the tannery, so we need to go that way quickly to catch up with them. Is, do you want me to blow the horn? Yes. He blows like a long, bellowing war horn, and then passes it to you, and he starts running. Uh, and as I'm he's, running too. I'm running too. I don't know if any of the rest of you are running. Yeah. As he's running, he pulls off his tunic, and in mid leap. He changes into a a full what looks like a massive full grown boar, almost like in a shimmer of of moonlight. It's like that quick and natural for him. Um, and then he just races off, and you lose sight of him through the trees as he's zigzagging through the twilight. Is that a sand check or no? I mean, we knew it was he's, coming, right? He's, even though he's friendly, he is still a boar. <laughs> So you're gonna need to make a sand check. Okay. Even with me? <clears throat> yes, even with you. Sixty-two oh. out of seventy-seven. Are you fucking? Oh, I'm fine. Fail. Did Macrion fail? Yes. Fucking <laughs> I I am fine with it, except I I turn to say, perhaps the boar slaying story wasn't the good best one to start off with. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the, the, the goddess left out the fact that this was a family of werewolves. I believe. I rolled a ninety-five. I guess I'm too much of a good Jewish. All right, actually, seeing know. a transformation is only one d one one d four, and I rolled a one, so it's one point whether you, it's one point to everybody whether you made it or not. <laughs> not too freaked out then. <laughs> All right, at which point you hear the call of a wolf pack. Oh, shit. Um, And they're not far. Let's do this. Yep. All right, give me a second. As as we're running, I see the Votamos is like, uh, he said not to get close. And he like holds up his fist with the cestus. And he's like, it's an unfortunate fact that I may have to get closer than the rest. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Move right. I have a knife. <laughs> um, as as you are, so you were heading back, or are you standing your ground? I mean, does the call of the wolves change your plan at all? No, I'm we have out. to stop them. We have to stop them from getting to the tannery. I'm running <laughs> towards tanner. I'm running towards them. Okay, I'm trying my best to keep up with Malachi. <laughs> all right, as you are booking back making a beeline for <clears throat> the tannery um, because I, I blew two rolls. Um, you see figures in the shadows ahead of you and to the side of you. All right. I close on the ones at the side of me. Or actually, I close on the ones at the head to the front of me. So we, you char- start charging. It'll be like three rounds before you get to it. Okay. All right. Well, well, well since he's going that way, what about the one to the side? Um, you can, I mean, they're there. So, so am I. Do, do you want to head to? So you're going to charge the range? other one. What? Are they within range from a crossbow? Yes, they are in within range of a crossbow. All right, I'll start going towards that that side. Okay, you start moving towards. As you guys close, you see that they are um, a man and a woman. They are. They both have bows that with arrows knocked, um, and they're like surprised that they've been spotted so easily. And um, they're both going to fire once at the two warriors charging them. I just start screaming the Torah and close on them. 
Okay. <laughs> um, so they're going to both fire at the two of them as they close. What do the rest of you want to do? Um, Regina, you said you were moving up and drawing your crossbow. Yeah. So you can fire next round if you wish. Okay. Um, Herminius and Macrion, what are you doing? I will actually peel off with our uh, our new ally. And so I'll back peel off to the, the side. Yep. Okay. I will go to the opposite side. So if, if Malachi went front, Votimus went right, I'm going to go left if there's one off to the left. Okay. All right. So I is- do I have any action once I see the crossbow? Once I see their arrow, rather? Um. You you'll be able to you since you see it being drawn you can make a dodge so it's not a surprise. If you had a shield you could possibly block it but you don't. Well, I do. You do have a shield. Well, we're in a forest. As soon as I see that bow, I'm reaching out, grabbing Hermeticus uh, by the chest, and rolling behind the nearest tree. The okay, so full of shields. <laughs> all right, so you're going to take cover as before. All right, that's going to be an initiative roll. Okay. Okay, so um and Herminius, when he grabs you, you're just gonna follow his lead. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he'd have a choice. <laughs> All right, so hey, I'm Wiley. You're Bowman. Um I know what they roll on initiative. Roll your roll, roll drop a ten for initiative. All right, hold on one second. I rolled a five. Okay, unfortunately, they're a lot quicker on the draw than you. Um, you see the bow, and you're like, oh, crap. And you go to grab him, and you just... Well, we're going to see. Oh, wow. The arrow goes wide. You grab him. You get to... You pull him behind the tree. So you're not hit this round. Malachi. Um, I got my sacks way up in the air, fucking screaming the tour. So you're, you're not slowing down. You're not taking cover. You're closing his scaring the shit out of him as much as I can. All right. And you've got your armor on, yes? I sure do. Okay, good. Because you have been hit with an arrow. And you take five points of damage, roll your armor absorption, and let's see. Um, let's pray you roll higher than a five. I don't know if that's possible. That's a lot of damage. I have to roll a four. Um, and I roll a three. So I get four. Four for my armor. You rolled a three. Yeah, so I have three plus I have D four plus one. So I rolled four for my armor save. Alright, well I only rolled five for the arrow's damage, so that's one point of damage. I can do that. Now I crush them. Okay. So hold on. Oh boy, they've rolled like these are the worst. Um Darina, you got the crossbow and you're starting to raise it. Mm-hmm. Uh when an arrow comes sailing from your blind side, yep, landing in a tree right next to you, and you look over, and it's the third hunter, the teenage girl, <sighs> with a longbow, and she's immediately grabbing another arrow. Death. I was going to do back quiver, but I know that's not European, so she's grabbing one out of her belt. Is that the one I'm running towards then? Um, no, you were backing up. Uh, Malachi, this is the one that didn't blow herself roll when they were surrounding you. Yep. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Okay, so Malachi, you've got one more round to close, unfortunately. Okay. Right. Um, Darina, you can attack this round. Anybody who wants to throw or launch a missile weapon can attack this round. 
Um, if you want to keep charging, you can. So it's the party's round. Let me know it's my turn. Okay. Uh, we're just going to Macrion. I'll just go around. Macrion, what are you doing? Uh, keep running then. Darina. So I now have an additional person to the right of me. Yes, there are now three targets. Is anyone targeting the person in front of me? Uh, well, they're all targeting everyone. If, if you're saying, do you want to wound one of the ones people are charging towards, you can easily do that. Just pick the man or the woman. No, I want to go after the girl. Okay, the one that shot at you. Yeah. That makes sense. Go. Yes. 11. <laughs> all right. So then it's... That is not a critical hit. 11's nice and low. Is that one fifth? 13. What? 13 is a critical. And you rolled 11. So it's a critical hit. Give me damage. So crossbow is 1d4 plus 1. So that's 4. So 5 points and it is a critical hit. And those are silver tipped, right? Yes. Yes. So... You basically, she misses, you raise the crossbow, fire, the bolt sails right into her left eye. Um, And as it hits her, she drops the bow, screams, and like spends the next round just pulling it out. And you see that where it hit her, the flesh just dissolves and starts melting down her face. And she immediately just like flexes and starts ripping out of her clothes and she's going full transformation mode which will be another since you're the only one watching her it's going to be a sand check for you um <laughs> Bo Dennis, what do you do i'm good one point it's still one point okay matt all right i like the wall i got uh Herminius, uh pinned in my other hand i pull him close i love it when they start the four flight this early Turn and while running, throw the sharp, the short spear and okay. pull my long spear. All right, good. So you throw. Okay, so roll a throw. All right. I don't know if the short spears are silver tipped, though. I know that your battle spear is an enchanted weapon. Yeah. Um, throw, 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 throw. I just rolled a 43. I made my throw. Um, so do I roll damage or not? Uh, roll damage and then roll luck. Okay. Okay. I think I hearted my luck <laughs> and my damage is four. Okay. It's it's not a great spear. It's a great spear throw, and it's but it's not a lot of damage. But what you're lucky is that... Uh, Oh, what you you froze. He was lucky. Oh, yeah. it severed it, it. It severed his bowstring. Oh, <laughs> so the nice. bow just goes like plank. It hits him. He like pulls it out. The wound immediately heals. He sees you coming with the long spear and he immediately starts mid change and he starts mm-hmm. running in a semicircle. So he'll be a moving. He's not standing still. He's like mid change and he's loping. You know, as a way to try and flank you and get around you, um, Malachi, your archer is quickly grabbing another arrow. Do you want to keep charging? Oh hell yeah! I'm quickly. All right. another passage from the Torah. 
and <laughs> swinging back. <laughs> and the second arrow thuds into you. Um, not as good as the first. This will hit your thigh. It will only do two points. So perhaps your armor will negate it this. It automatically will, no matter what. All right, because you get 1d4, 1d4 plus 1. Yep. All right, so you are hit, but it does not penetrate the armor. Good. Herminius. Uh, I mean, I'm. they're not... There's there's nobody near us right now. Like, Vodinos shot a bolt at them. And they're through still the kind of... Darina shot a bolt. Through the javelin. Uh, so, yeah. Vodinus, Vodinus threw uh, a spear and spe- broke yeah. one of the bows, but it didn't harm the werewolf. Yeah, so I think I'll kind of wait just around, like on the side of the tree, dagger in hand, and I'll wait till they come within reach where I can kind of, maybe if they engage with Vodinos, then I can like jump out and surprise one of them. Gotcha. All right, so um, Macrion, you were charging the one with Malachi. Yeah, because I didn't see the one that shot at Dorina. Right. So, so Videnus, you're with Herminius. So you see that one start to change. I need you to both to roll sand checks. I I imagine Herminius running directly behind Vodmos so he <laughs> can't be a shield to soak up the arrows. <laughs> yeah. Thirty-seven. You're okay. One yep. point, Matt. I am strangely okay with it. One point. Okay, so it is the next round. Malachi, um, your guy. I am so angry right now. He <laughs> he does his transformation, turns into full werewolf mode. So you'll need to make a sand check. So will you, Macrion. Wait, I didn't even get a chance to hit him before. He he literally just shot an arrow at me. Could he do that while he was transformed? Yeah, but he won't get – but that's his act. He, he was – his action was to fire. Your action was to continue running. So you've okay. closed with him. So now it's his round again. Okay. He won't attack you, but he spends the round assuming his new form. Okay. So you'll attack him, and then he'll be in full werewolf form and attacking you back. I want to make this one count. All right. Unless unless you kill him before he can attack. Mm-hmm. And Macrion, you are around behind him. So the way this will play out, I'm going to take you guys out of the timeline. So it will be Malachi... Werewolf, Macrion, and then we'll go to Darina's action. Because okay. that's the way that attack's going to go. Okay, so Malachi, he's transformed. Malachi, what do you do? Wait, no, it couldn't be Werewolf because I get this turn while he's uh, transforming, right? So he doesn't do anything this one. Right, but Macrion's half around behind you. Gotcha, okay. All right, yep, all right. Anyway, regardless, I'm swinging to kill this motherfucker. And... Uh, 39 out of 89 that I think would, would do the job. Mm-hmm. 2d4 is my damage. 2d4 plus two is my damage for that thing. One, uh, uh, three plus two. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Five points of damage. That's, uh, nah, that's not going to do it. Unfortunately. Um, you are lucky so far. Hold on. All right. Before Macrion can get there, this thing manages to bite you. Roll your armor. Wait, but he couldn't have done anything. This this is the round that he was transforming. Last round, he shot an arrow, right? You hit him. He transformed on his round. Then you attacked him. No, Remember, I, you still had to close. Yeah, I closed. He shot an arrow while I was closing. the. He shot two arrows while I was closing. And then he was transforming when I hit him. 
in one round. I thought he didn't. But now, after after you hit him, we're on the next round. Okay, so we're on the next round. Yeah, okay. But Mac- so he, and he goes before you, and then Macrion will go because he's a half round behind you. Gotcha. Okay. We're we're doing one combat and then another yep, yep. combat. Right. I think. Yeah. Well, at least to get through this round. So he Sorry. bites you for five. Oh. Roll your armor, Macrion. Then you get to attack. All right, I will do so. Oh, I just God. I run up along the side of him, just you know, haymaker at his head with the Cestus. Mm-hmm. Which, in my experience, is the first time anyone has used a Cestus and can do. I rolled a four. Okay, so I got five. Um, but wow! Don't I go before Macrion in this round? Yes. So I will let you go again, and then we'll go to the arena. Okay. I, well, I got I got an 07 under 51, so it's a, an extreme success. Give me damage. All right. And it was a D4, right? D4, D4. Who knows? Maybe it'll be dead. Uh, no. Only four points. Four points of silver in the head. All right. Malachi, if... Yeah, I, I succeed. I got a seventy-two out of eighty-nine. Not a great success, but at least it succeeds. You give me damage. Uh, four. If you can dogpile him, you might put him down. Six plus two, eight. Eight points. There you go. And the combined effort of both of your attacks puts that lycanthrope down. What? Oh my god! I thought. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yay! We did it. We did it. <laughs> they, they do only have thirteen points. The problem is they well. We'll get to the problem. Hey, everybody. Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you're here and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. They have three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast, the Night Owl Blend, which is a rich, dark roast, and the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order, and shipping is always free. So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash legendary brew, or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.